0: Well good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ. It's wonderful to see everyone here in the building this morning. It's wonderful to have those who are joining online with us uh, today. Um, it's been a beautiful eight weeks as we've gone through a sermon series and it's a change of pace from what we've been used to but I hope um, you've gotten as much out of it as I have and you know I think about my walk with Jesus Christ in this That it is a walk, and it's not, you know, my job and relationship with him ended when I was baptized, and I look at the person that I was when I was baptized to who I am now and what Christ has made in my life, and I was never worthy of it. I didn't deserve it, and none of us do, but he loves us so much. We want to lift up his name in praise today, and that's what we're going to talk about I'm going to leave you hanging for what that last R is today. But we should rejoice in him. We should be glad in him. And especially as we go into this Christmas season, it's hard to believe it's already December now, we want to celebrate him coming into our lives, him coming into this world, the the life that he lived, the example he gave us, him going to the cross willingly for us and resurrecting that we might have a chance of eternal life with him. There is no greater news that we have in our lives to be happy about and to be glad about. And that's what I hope as we've gone through these last eight weeks, that we've kind of done this introspection in ourselves. We've, you know, we've reflected, we've repented, we've released um, different burdens in our lives. We've rearranged things in our lives. We've done all these things that we might grow closer to Christ. And at the very end, we might be able to I'm going to leave you hanging on that R, but enjoy him in our lives. So it's my prayer that um, the Lord might bless us today, that we might be a blessing to him as we finish up this series. I'm going to have Brother Larry come up, and he's going to open us in prayer. And Brother Pete's going to lead us as our our final R today. May God bless you. Brother Larry, come on
1: Just wanted to say, first of all, that uh, it's wonderful to be here with you. Um, I'm not used to worshiping with a mask. <laughs> we haven't really been able to uh, have much in the way of meetings up there, but it is wonderful to be here. And uh, so let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, dear Lord, we are so very grateful. To be able to be here in your house and fellowship with our our loved ones, our friends, our brothers and sisters. And we know that there are those who um, are joining us also, even digitally, and who are amazed at the technology that you have given us that we can make use of for the welfare of the saints. And so, Father, I pray that you'd bless our brother as he speaks to us, as he presents this message. May may our hearts be receptive and prepared to receive all that you have for us. And Lord, I pray that our offering today would be an offering of a broken heart and a contrite spirit we know from your word that that's really all that you require of us is a broken heart and a contrite spirit you don't ask for much surely oh father we can give you that and more so Lord will you fill us with your spirit and I pray Lord that you would take us in your loving arms and embrace us That we would understand that we are children of the most high god and how privileged we are to be able to call you our father we love you and we praise you and honor you in jesus precious name amen
2: morning. I hope my mic is on. I think it is. Yeah, it sounds like it is. Um, So good to be in the house of God and uh, to to our virtual audience. We say good morning to you. Um, We miss you and it's so good to see you. Um, For those of you that don't know, um, especially those that are uh, in our virtual audience, uh, we have Brother Larry Watson, evangelist of the church, and his beautiful wife, sister Vanessa, with us today. And they have spent uh, almost an entire lifetime uh, working among the Native Americans uh, in Benito, uh, which is a, a city right outside of Gallup, and um, it's so good to have you here. Um, they're not having much church uh, near the reservation, as Brother Larry said. Uh, their weekends are pretty much on lockdown. So we're hoping today um, you're filled with the Spirit of God as you as you worship and celebrate the Lord with us today. Even though it's a mask, it's a piece of cloth, Brother Larry. That's all it is, and. Uh, the Spirit of God can penetrate a mass, let me tell you. All right, so we have had a wonderful, is it eight weeks? Eight weeks of rejoicing in this topic, right? And so as we've been rejoicing, learning of these wonderful R's, and we've been rejoicing even being in church and being together, what do you think today's topic's about? Oh, that, that sounded like you're half asleep. Sister Teresa, are they half asleep? What's today's topic? Rejoice. rejoice. Are you ready to rejoice today? I am. I'm ready. It is the Christmas season. December marks uh, a time that it's a time of rejoicing. Some people rejoice and they don't even know why they're rejoicing. Some people are so happy and excited even, even in the pandemic that we find ourselves in and they don't know why, Right? All of a sudden, all the commercials and all the infomercials change from beating everybody up with the election. And now we're all trying to sell products and tell everybody how wonderful and cozy and sweet and happy the Christmas time is. Do you see all the commercials? They're awesome, right? I love those commercials. The snow and the, you know, it's beautiful. One of our favorite movies we kick the year off with is Christmas with the Cranks. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It's hysterical. But it looks so cozy at the end, and of course, Mr. Crank's heart turns to the right at the end, and he's filled with the Christmas spirit, and it just makes you feel good. It makes you want to rejoice, right? That's what today's about. Um, We've uh, been on a journey, and as A.J. said, it's, it, our life's a journey. We're on the road to heaven, brothers and sisters. That's Friends, that's where we're going, right? We talked about that a couple weeks ago. And so we reflected right? We repented, right? We released, right? We recovered. Don't forget recovery. You missed that this morning. Okay. We rearranged, we renewed, and now we're going to what? Rejoice. Rejoice. We're going to rejoice. And you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to rejoice when maybe you've had some bumps in the road, which is what this whole journey's been about. It's how to get through mistakes and problems that separate you from God. That's what this has been all about. That we might always retain a remission of our sins, the Book of Mormon says, and retain the righteousness of Jesus. Sin separates us from that righteousness. Okay? But I want to tell you this last R is where the Lord wants us to be. Most of the time. And I, already I'm getting emotional. My wife told me, smile today. You're speaking about rejoicing. You know, Brother Pete gets a, has a tendency, I get a little intense. <laughs> and so the people think, you know, maybe I'm stern. or No, I'm just serious. But I'm going to smile a lot today because I, my heart is filled to rejoice for the, to the Lord Jesus and what he's done. Rejoicing in our soul and in our heart. For what the Lord has done, this is where the Lord wants us, brothers and sisters and friends. He doesn't want us to be in all those other places. It's okay once in a while to visit. It's part of the recovery. This is where he wants his people to be. This is where we should be dwelling. And if not physically sometimes, because we've tripped up in our spirit all the time. So, we're going to get right to it. Is this on a leg? You'll we'll have to point it somewhere because I already hit the arrow and it didn't move. Oh, well, that would help. Red's not a Christmas color. Green is. Okay. So we, re- we prepare ourselves to receive the blessings of the Lord, but, um, and that's by rejoicing. And this has been the, the opening sentence of every slide. Okay, but I have a few questions before we get started. I really do. You don't have to shout these out. Just answer them in your heart. Okay? And so the first question is, do we look forward to the future with joy and happiness? Well, Right now, it's pretty tough. Vaccine's on the way. Everybody's speculating how that's going to go. Will there ever come a time when I can walk into Walgreens and just go get a shot? I hope so. Some people are freaked out about even taking a shot. And so, you know, it, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's, there's opinions as, as wide as this nation as far as what's coming next. Here's what I do want to leave you with. Are we looking to the future with happiness and rejoicing? That, that's what I want to ask you today. And, and we're going we're to go through some of these. The second question is, I'm trying to be in sync with my own iPad, I don't want to keep looking at the screen. Do we, or do we continue to be filled with regret? Or do we fret? I'll, I'll use that word as well. Do we have shame for the failures that we've gone through? Right? And is Satan holding us back, brothers and sisters and friends, uh, and keeping us captive by accusation and guilt? Have you ever been there? You don't need to raise your hand, but you have to ask yourself those questions. This is not a place God wants us to uh, remain. Lastly, I think, have we moved on from the past by the power of the Holy Spirit? And do we rejoice in the mercies of the Lord, which are new every morning? You all know this scripture in Lamentations, right? He's a faithful God. Right, For all the mistakes that we've made, he could consume us if he wanted to, but he doesn't. His mercies are everlasting and they're new every morning. You know what the Lord is to us? He's refreshing. You know how you refresh a page on the computer? That's what, that's what Lord, the Lord does with our life. He's the reset button. Zip, reset, zip, reset. That's what he is. Make a mistake. Reset. Every morning is a new day to have a closer relationship with the Lord. Okay, so I'm asking you these questions. Now let's jump into it. Oh, old. Oh, I'm sorry, we got one more. And are we looking to the future with a positive attitude of hope? I think, I think I uh, I have already asked you that. But are you expecting in the future tomorrow? Are you expecting Blessings from the storehouse of the Lord. Do you feel they belong to you as the people of God? Are they rightfully yours? Do you lay claim to them? How does your heart look at that? These are all the questions that I asked this morning that are good questions, right? They're thought-provoking. And we should be asking ourselves these questions all the time. All right. So the theme for today is this beautiful scripture in Philippians. We don't need to go to it, Micah. It's right up on the screen. Rejoice in the Lord always. Doesn't say sometimes. (laughs) Doesn't say conditionally rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's worth repeating. Paul's telling us here. Amen? Is it worth repeating? And, and then there's this beautiful scripture that is found over and over again in the Psalms. Probably at least a half a dozen times. If you, if you word search this phrase, you're going to find it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. The writer of the Psalms, David, he, he, he led off with this constantly. And then went into all kind of different things. Now, none of these passages ask, how you feeling today? So, so if, I, if I ask the virtual congregation, I ask my congregation here physically, how you feel today? I would get a bunch of different answers. Sometimes we wake up, we don't feel like rejoicing. Oh, I got this pain in my lower back and it's just gnawing at me and, you know, I skipped my visit to Brother Chad. <laughs> or, I, or I have, uh, I've got a major problem. I'm facing at work, or a family crisis. I don't know what it is. An affliction, a job loss. There's many things, right? And so, but you know what? When the the Apostle Paul called this out, he didn't say, how do you feel? Only rejoice when you feel good. That's not what the God's asking us here. None of these passages ask us how we feel. None of them. And for you fast readers, you're looking ahead. Um, Like all of God's commandments, it's not if you feel to, you'll do it. You can't just pick and choose what commandments we're going to follow, right? Either you follow them all or you don't. And then you're an enemy to God. That's the truth. Oh, Brother Pete, that's hard words. No, 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 no. It's God's word. For the natural man, the scripture says, is an enemy of God and has been from the fall, from the beginning. An enemy that doesn't want to follow his commandments is contrary to the Holy Spirit. It fights against it. Oh, how Brother Larry called out today. You want to rejoice, brothers and sisters? We're going to get to that in this next slide what's required is only a what a contrite spirit and a broken heart called it out in his prayer didn't even know where I was going here we obey we rejoice and again I say rejoice we do it and then you let your feelings catch up with you all of a sudden you're gonna see your lower back might still not go away but your heart's going to be lighter. Can I get an amen on that? You believe that today. My crisis in my family didn't go away, but I have a different outlook of hope. And maybe I just lost a loved one, and I'm filled with grief and, and despair, but all of a sudden, I see Jesus in heaven, and I see the paradise of God, and I have a different point of view how my mom calls out after she lost her dad. And I've heard Brian's mother call out, I've, I see Sister Treese here, I know she feels the same way. Jesus is my companion now that I've lost my companion. Do it! Let your feelings catch up with your obedience, brothers and sisters and friends. Let's go to John, the 15th chapter and the 11th verse. This is such a beautiful chapter. Where does rejoicing come from? These things I have spoken unto you, all of my commandments, all of my uh, uh, my statutes, and all of my uh, uh, gospel that I've given you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy might be full. You know the Lord Jesus; He's not a a skimpy Jesus. He doesn't cheat you. Man, when we used to go down to the strip district in Pittsburgh and I would go shopping and it's the produce market and it is also the, the meat markets and it's like the Ninth Street Market of Philly. It's, it's like the Fulton Market in New York. The strip district in Pittsburgh, it's awesome, right? And when you went there, you went there, you, are, you bargained and you bartered. Oh, when I got corn, I wanted a baker's dozen. Who knows what a baker's dozen is? Thirteen. And that's what the Lord says. You give unto me, let me tell you how I'm going to give back. I'm going to give back like a bushel of of beans, shaken, pressed down, running over. I'm going to give you more than what you asked for. You want a pound, I'm going to give you two. And I'm going to charge you for one. The Lord's joy, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you. Lord, here's our prayer. You've heard me say this before. Brother Pete does repeat himself, but it bears repeating so that we remember the the, the things that are important. Teaching is repetitive. Lord, give me more joy. Lord, give me more patience. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Give me greater faith. Oh, that's a famous saying we say. Do you know, brothers and sisters, the faith that you have The measure of faith that's been given to you by the hearing of the word of God is sufficient to take you into the glories and and the paradise of God. Do you you agree with that? We're in the way. Jesus' joy is full within us, brothers and sisters, and if it's not, it's because our flesh has gotten in the way. Our contrite spirit, our broken heart isn't true. We haven't surrendered enough. So when we say You know what the Lord says when we say to him, give us greater faith? Oh, he just smiles and says, you're still not there yet. When you tell me, Lord, help me to surrender more, then he smiles and really gets excited. You with me? Uh, We don't have to go to this scripture in Habakkuk. I think AJ so beautifully called it out weeks ago in the pandemic. But when... Israel was in captivity, and things weren't good, right, Brother AJ? The Lord says, you might not know what I'm going to be doing, but there's a time that's coming, and deliverance is coming. Okay. God knows that time. We don't. And so in these beautiful two verses, if you get a chance, look them up. Make a little jo- a jot, a jot, note down, and, 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 and check this out. Because he talks about when my vineyards aren't producing, when I don't have oil, when, when things aren't going well in my life and in my family, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rejoice. That's what Habakkuk was saying. You remember, Brother AJ? So let's do uh, Let's do this. <laughs> I I came up with a few. This is not an exhaustive list, brothers and sisters. You can come up with a ton of reasons to rejoice. I think these are some of the most important ones, and I like to number them. It's a great way to present a PowerPoint and, 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 and teach. And so I'm going to give us four good reasons to rejoice. Again, I think there's a ton of other reasons. Rejoice, number one. And man, is this a good reason that your names are written where in heaven. Can I get an amen on that? And for those of you that have been following us virtually and listening and, and, and those of you that, that don't belong to a home church, haven't fulfilled the commandments of the Lord. You love the Lord, but you haven't fulfilled his commandments. You haven't repented. You haven't been baptized in a church and we welcome you in our church, baptizing you under our authority. Receiving the Holy Ghost. For those of you, okay, you want your name in heaven. Do the things that Jesus did. And commanded and taught. And you want to feel rejoicing like you've never felt. It's when you know your name is written in heaven. And so this scripture is so beautiful. We're not going to go. Well, let's go to just the, the two verses, Micah. Let me set this up. The 70 were called. And they were very successful. Preaching the gospel. The devils were subject to them. The spirits were subject to them. They had great, great success. And many people came to Christ. They came back and they were rejoicing. Can we get to the scripture? or You want me to just uh, There you go. Okay. And, and so the Lord, he rejoiced with them. But then now he wanted to bring, their, their balloon was filled with helium and they were floating off into the clouds and in the cosmos, as Brother Tony Pachudo would say. So the Lord grabbed their string and pulled them down. He says, wait a minute, I got to ground you a little bit. He said, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, in that day, they were filled with the glory of the Lord because the Lord was introducing the New Testament church. Amen? And they were untouchables, if, if, if you will. That's what, now, it came later. They were, they were touchable. But at that moment, they were untouchable until the, until the Lord had a time uh, set aside, a, a time for, for, for uh, that to be, uh, come to pass. This moment they weren't. Next verse. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not. Don't rejoice that all these things are going on. That the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You know, brothers and sisters, right now, our church is a small church. That's okay. Nationally, we're a small church there is going to come a day when there will be a great awakening. I know that. I have such a belief in that. I believe it with all my heart. And I'll tell you what, when that comes, when that time comes when we see thousands come to Christ, just right here in this community, don't get all stirred up about that. Be happy, but don't lose sight that your name is written in heaven. Amen? And so... I don't know. How many of you know Philip Yancey? Does anyone know who he is? He's a wonderful Christian author. I I, I love his books. His his story is amazing. Really was taught about the Lord in a very dysfunctional church and and how God has blessed him with great insight. And so let me read this to you. I don't know if you can see this at home. I'm sure you can see it here, but way in the back, I don't know if you can see it. So I'll read it to you. Jesus forgave a thief dangling on a cross. And he knew full well that the conversion of this thief was by fear. Now, the one thing I will call out, Brother Larry, this thief did display a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Can you imagine what he felt on that cross as his demise was facing him? And the hope of glory was right next to him. He had heard of Jesus. He heard the gospel preached or he would have never asked the question. And asked the request of Jesus. What stopped him? Why he, he didn't follow? I don't know. But I know one thing. He had the Savior next to him. He would never study the Bible He'd never attend church, brothers and sisters and friends, this morning. And never make amends to those he had wronged and robbed and who knows what else they did. If they were murderers, I don't know. He simply said, Jesus, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, remember me. I I, I preached a couple weeks ago about the sinner... And, and, and the Pharisee, <laughs> and the sinner, smote his breast and said, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. That, Jesus said, that man went away justified. It was another shocking reminder, brothers and sisters and friends, that grace doesn't depend on what we've done for God, but what God has done for us. Amen. For it is by grace that you are saved, not of works, lest you should boast. What rejoicing in that would be, that if all we do is rejoice in our own works, brothers and sisters, who are filthy rags before the Lord, our righteousness. Grace that was greater than all of our sin. He cleansed us. He made us whole again. He took us from black to white. From a lion to a lamb. You know, brothers and sisters, open your eyes this morning. That's what I want to tell you. You know, later in this chapter in Luke, the Lord says, Oh, blessed are your eyes that see the things that you see, the things that you're witnessing. For kings and prophets have wished to see this day, the day of salvation that Jesus was on the earth. Open your eyes. Look at what Christ has done for us, brothers and sisters. You don't know me before I met the Lord. None of you do. I wasn't a good person, a good husband, a good son. And Jesus changed my life. That's the power of God. And then Nephi says, grace, that we are saved after all we can do. Amen? Let's move on to the second. Rejoice, brothers and sisters, because God's providing all of our needs. You agree with that? Anybody's pantry bare this morning? And you know, God even made a provision for that. For the homeless man that was sleeping by our shed this week, Brother Emmett. God's even provided for him. For if the Lord provided for the sparrows, and not one falls to the ground that he doesn't know about, God is providing for all. Let me tell you this morning, he is. So Psalms 103. And let's go to that, Brother uh, Micah. This psalm lists benefits upon benefits, blessings upon blessings, okay? No, nope, Psalm 103, Michael, uh, Micah, not 106. We'll, we'll go to that. that. That's coming up. <clears throat> Psalm 103. If, brothers and sisters and friends, you start to feel like I need to grumble and complain about stuff, you need to read this, this, this uh, or reread it. You've probably already read it. How many have ever read this Psalm? By the way, it's a very popular song. We sing this: "Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name." Right, and then it goes on: "For He has done great things." Now, this thing, this this verse or this psalm is going to tell you what great things He's done for us. You you want to you want to complain and grumble? Next verse. Let's keep going, Micah. Bless the Lord, all oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You go to work, what's the first thing you do? What's my compensation and what's my benefits? I want to know. Because if not, I'm going to go leverage the other guy to go get a job over there. Right? I'm going to tell you what. We don't get to negotiate with the Lord. His benefits are amazing. We've never seen benefits like this. in all oh, the, the retirement is unbelievable. The compensation, you cannot give the Lord. His benefits are amazing. Next verse. Who forgiveth all of our iniquities, who healeth all our diseases, brothers and sisters? This is the God we serve. He didn't go to Calvary and shed his blood just to forgive me once. No, otherwise we wouldn't be going through these hours, would we be? He forgives over and over and over again. As often as my people repent, I'll forgive them, the scripture says. Next verse. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I remember Brother Jim LaValvo, one time, an old apostle in our church. He said, You know what the definition of loving kindness is? My mom, she makes me a peanut butter sandwich, and that's, that's kindness. But you know what loving kindness is? When she puts jelly on it, it's even better. That's me. I like peanut butter, but put jelly on it. I'm I'm in heaven. Okay. Next verse. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like eagles. Was renewed one of our arps? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it was. Next verse. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. You feel oppressed today? You think the government's not being fair? They're crooked right? There's corruptness. Yeah, there is, right? God deals with it. Serve the Lord. Turn your heart to righteousness. Pray for our leaders. That's what I've been doing. I've been praying and praying and praying for the Lord executes judgment, not me. I want to know what the Lord's opinion is. I'm done and sick and tired of everyone else's opinion. I want to know what God wants us to do. Next verse. I'll end with this. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. You think he took them in the desert and didn't speak to them what he required? He gave them the gospel. Amen? He gave them Jesus. When those fiery serpents went into the the camp and bit the saints, you know what the Book of Mormon says? Moses expounded to them what that brazen serpent was on the pole. He told them it was Jesus. Oh, how they needed reminded over and over again because they would forget the ways of Christ. All right, we're we're done with it. I want you to get, this scripture is loaded with benefits. It's not over. You can keep going, okay? If we feel that our spiritual bank is out of funds, I'm going to tell you what's the problem there. You've got a bad count. You've got a bad entry somewhere. It's not out of funds. It's never out of funds. It's not empty. You need to reread this, this scripture and do an audit on your spiritual balances. Because I want to tell you, we're never out of funds with the Lord. You know, we don't have to go to 106. May I let, let's go to this verse? I want to just, this verse, it's always intrigued me. Psalm 106, Micah. 13 through 15. This this verse is very powerful. Israel soon forgot the works of God. Now, nobody ever parted a Red Sea for me, Brother Anthony. Stop. Or did he? Or did he? Brothers and sisters, I want to tell you today. You see how our mind could be? I can't tell you how many Red Seas the Lord parted in my life. When I had enemies before me, when I had bankruptcy facing me in the face, I could go on and on and on, and my Red Seas were parted. And where I ended the other side, I couldn't believe the blessings of God that filled my bank account back up. Oh, how I could go on and on of the blessings of God. Did he part my Red Seas? You better believe it. Israel forgot the works. They waited not for his counsel. Next verse. They lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. They rose up to play, the scripture says. You know what? The scripture also teaches us that they missed the day of rest because of this. They missed Canaan and then the spiritual day of rest they missed. Don't forget that this morning. Next verse. This is the verse that really gets me. And you know what God did when we act like that? You think your spiritual account's bankrupt? Okay. Then he's going to give you your request. And he'll send leanness into your soul. You know, the scripture teaches us that we want the fat of the Lord. They teach us constantly that fat's no good, Brother AJ. They teach us that it's too much cholesterol. And yet the Lord says, I want you to have my fat. is that amazing? You know what fat represents? Flavor. Blessings. Good stuff. And I'm not saying we should go out and go eat a big pound of lard right now. I'm not talking about that, okay? I'm talking about what kind of a relationship do you have with the Lord in your soul? Leanness means my relationship is damaged. Leanness means it's not rich and it's not full. It's challenged. You want what you want, God will give it to you, and then your soul will suffer because we won't have a relationship like we should. It's the way it is with our children, it's the way it is with our spouses, it's the way it is with our families, it's the way it is with my fellow ministers here my brothers and sisters. I don't want my way. I want peace among my brothers, I I want unity. Uh, I want to rise up in the power of God and bring souls to Christ. Brothers, you with me? You're with me, amen, I love you. No issues too great for us that we can't conquer it together in the love of God, my brothers in Christ, who I minister with and preach and teach. And my brothers and sisters that I love you so much, may you take great courage in that, that you have leadership here that cares about you before we care about our own issues. That's the relationship we want, that we don't have a leanness in our soul, but we have a richness. Let's go back to the PowerPoint. Number three, rejoice because your suffering's not in vain. You with me on that? Everything we go through in this life is not in vain. There is hope of a better day. Do you have hope of a better day? There's hope of glory. There's hope of heaven. <clears throat> Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, James says. Right? How crazy is that? But it's the truth. Because those temptations, after the trial of your faith, The victory comes. Blessings come. Strength comes. Renewal. Recovery. Alma 26 is probably one of the greatest lessons of this wonderful, wonderful call-out. Alma and his... And we can go through all... By the way, we we don't have time to go through all these verses. This whole chapter is amazing because... He starts to recount the blessings of God in their missionary travels among the Lamanites. And his brother Aaron just knocks him over the head and says, you're boasting. And Ammon says, well, if I'm boasting, I'm boasting because the Lord God is great. And so he calls out in verses 11 and 12, Aaron, it's not about me. It's all about God. He's the one that's great. Verse 16 who can glory too much in the Lord? Can you imagine if we have that attitude while we're going through trials? By the way, they suffered every privation. We were relying wholly on the mercies of God. They had to live and, 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 and follow day by day in their missionary journeys for 14 years completely on the mercies of God. Didn't know where their food was coming from. Didn't know if they were going to get sick, which they did. Finally, in verse 35, he says, So, my dear brothers, do we not have reason to rejoice? The answer is yes. Thousands upon thousands of Lamanites came to Christ. And you know what he says? Not only are their names written in heaven, but there's never been such a great love in the land like there is now. Your trials, your slip-ups, mine, our stumbles, Our sin brings us closer to the Lord if we follow quickly and confess and repent and know that your struggles are not in vain because you're growing and learning how to love the Lord even more and draw closer to him. If I wouldn't have tripped up in my marriage from time to time, Wendy and I would have never grew to love each other even more. It's that beautiful. Lastly, and I'm going to end with this. (sighs) We have reason to rejoice because Jesus is going to return. We agree? He's coming. I'm telling you, just like Christmas is and Santa Claus, Jesus is coming. (laughs) In the end, and I'm, I might not be a phenomenal theologian, Bible scholar, Book of Mormon scholar. I read revelations and some I get and some I don't. But here's what I do get. In the end, we win. Antichrist, the devil, Lucifer, all of his demonic angels all lose to the king of kings and the Lamb of God, who was worthy to open the seal and to redeem his people from their sins. The earth and the Lord is the fullness thereof, in Psalm says. And in Isaiah, it says that the Lord sits upon the circle of the earth, and all of the inhabitants are like grasshoppers to him. Every nation, every kingdom is subject unto him. What's going to happen in the Middle East? What's going to happen with China? We were just talking about it. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen now that Biden's in? Well, What's going to happen with our relationship with South or North Korea? What's going to happen? We need to read Isaiah 40. Nothing's going to happen that God doesn't ordain. Nothing's going to happen that God isn't in control. He didn't wake up today and say, oh, I better get busy. The, the, the world's starting to spin off its axis. He is in charge. He is sovereign. He will always be in charge. We need to rest assured in that and thank God and rejoice in the promise that God is forever and ever. Amen. We don't have all the details of prophecy. I could tell you me personally, I don't know all the timing of the latter day events. I don't have all the details put together in my mind. I don't have all these things. But everything he promised will come to pass. Yes, it will. Praise God. Rejoice in that. Israel will come home one day. There will be a phenomenal city built upon this land of America. A new Jerusalem where they will be raised up in such glory. And peace will be on the land. And Jesus will make his visits here. What a day that will be. The whole world will take notice and the whole world will come to Christ while the rest of the world will polarize and become part of whatever they need to be, opposite of this church and opposite of the things of God, the church of the Lamb of God. They will be judged. You know what, brothers and sisters? And <laughs> when all that's said and done, let's go to Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, the 16th verse, and I'll end here. my beautiful sister in Christ, who I grew up with like a second mom to me, Sister Eleanor Palmieri, Brother Paul Palmieri's wife. You know, her Zion came this week. I'll tell you what kind of love she had. My mom and dad were so close with Paul and Eleanor. For those of you that are virtual, Brother Paul... Apostle of our church, president of our church, but my dad and him grew up together in high school, and as boys, they were best friends. And Sister Eleanor, when my dad was ready to get married to my mom, she didn't know my mom from nobody, but she knew how much Brother Paul and my dad loved each other, and they had just been married the year before, and my mom didn't have two nickels to her name. She came from a dysfunctional family. Her parents abandoned her, and she was living with an aunt who said, Pete, Jeanette, I give you three months because she wouldn't marry in a Catholic church. How sad, how mean. And so Sister Eleanor said, Patty, my mom wasn't even a member of the church. She didn't know anything. Patty, I'll give you my wedding dress, and my mom will alter it. You could have it. My mom looked beautiful, if you see the pictures. But more than my mom getting that dress, you know what she needed that day? She needed the love of God, brothers and sisters and friends. She never had the love of God in her home and never seen a godly example. And it blew her away. Our sister exemplified the saints' love in the church of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. Amen. That's what it's all about. One day, this is why I rejoice. and You should rejoice. The Lord himself is going to descend from heaven with a shout. It's not going to be a whisper. No, it'll be a shout for the whole world to hear. And the voice of the archangel will announce his coming with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise, the scripture says. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection. Next verse. For then we which are alive will remain and get caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And Paul says so beautifully at the end of the Thessalonians, comfort yourselves, comfort yourselves one another with these beautiful words. You think he just dreamed these words up? He was taught of the Lord Jesus. These words, I believe them with all my heart, and it gives me great reason to rejoice. If I don't see all the latter-day events in my lifetime, well, that's okay by me. I'm going to see Jesus. He's the one who died for me. I'm going to see the Lord, and we're going to comfort one another with these words, awaiting that great day of resurrection when everyone's going to rise, and the righteous first. Amen? What a reunion it'll be. Talk about a conference, a camp out. I, I, I can't even describe it. It'll be the, the, the climax of all of Earth's labors. Praise God. So, my brothers and sisters, we have great reason to rejoice. Great reason to rejoice. No wonder when the angel of the Lord appeared unto the shepherds. He told them I bring you great tidings of joy that will be to all people. And all of a sudden the, the heavens filled. Oh, I don't know. I can't believe it was a hundred angels. Can you see the heavens tonight? When you go to look, they're from stretched from one end to the other. I believe the oh, whole there were millions and millions of angels that were singing praises to the Lord. Imagine what those shepherds see. Oh, brothers and sisters and friends, the glory of God. Rejoice, brothers and sisters. I don't have my head in the sand. I don't know what's coming around the corner. I know God's got it. And and I know I'm going to rejoice in all the promises that he's given us. I love you, my brothers and sisters. Enjoy this season no matter whatever, whatever handicap you feel, okay? Don't worry about it. Love your families. Love your children. Love your grandchildren. Love people. Love the saints of God with the love of God. That's how we'll make a difference in this world. May God bless you. Is my prayer.
0: What a beautiful message, and it's the icing on the top of the cake as we get to the end of this series and we remember what we're supposed to do every day. And you know, going all the way back, as I was reflecting on all of the different sermon topics the past couple of months. It all ends in this. And what Brother Pete started with today, it doesn't matter what state of mind we woke up in today. It doesn't matter what state of mind we wake up tomorrow. Whether we're a little depressed, whether we're a little sore from the night before, it doesn't matter what that is. We still need to rejoice in God. And I want to read that verse that uh, he, re- he referenced in Habakkuk. And it says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, The produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Nothing was going right for Israel. The prophet here is looking at complete desolation. Nothing no matter where we are in our lives. Whether we're on the mountaintops or we're in the valley, I want us to know today that we need to rejoice. And we heard so beautifully today all the different reasons that we have to. And most importantly, that's Jesus Christ, alive in your lives. He went willingly to the cross and he died for you. And we look forward with great hope and great joy knowing that he's coming back. And I hope there's nothing else in this world that fills your soul today than that message. So I thank God for his love. I thank God for his son, Jesus Christ. And with that, we thank you for um, listening today. Um, Why don't we all rise who are here and we'll close in prayer and we'll send off those who are home. And uh, we look forward to seeing some of them next week. Let's just bow our heads as we close. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the wonderful message of hope. We thank you for the message of joy, Lord, and we rejoice in your name. We rejoice in your Son, Jesus Christ, who gave it all for us. Yes. For while we are yet sinners, he died for us. And Lord, I thank you for that love. I pray today that everyone who's listening, whose head is bowed today, that their souls might overflow with that thought. The thought of the love of Jesus Christ in their lives. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you for everything that you have done for us, Lord. We thank you for your provisions. We thank you for your healings. We thank you for the patience that you have given each and every one of us, Lord, in different times in our lives. I pray, Lord, that you might stir up that gift within us, Lord, that we might draw closer to you, that we might recognize that love, that also we might share that love with other people, that we might be a light to them to point them back to you. Pray that you would be with those who are sick and afflicted today, those who are in need of your touch, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.